0: Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned, Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com.
1: You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics.
2: I'm always high on the hogs, <laughs> you I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it.
3: The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy, Chuck, and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. Ty's got good hair.
4: Richard, tell us about Bear McWhorter.
3: Well, uh, did you guys ever uh, wonder why he was called Bear?
2: Yeah. Well, he actually yes. That was my next question.
3: (laughs) Well, uh, named after Bear Bryant, and uh, that uh, you know, in in Alabama, did offer. So, I mean, uh, that obviously tells you how much he thinks about uh, Coach Pittman and Coach Kennedy to want to be a Razorback. So uh, that. uh, they obviously comes from a comes from a football family. His dad is the offensive coordinator at the school, uh, so uh, you know he's been around football all his life. But uh, he visited Arkansas about six times. Uh, the last time in June, and uh, was able to talk to his dad then, and and, and got the uh, a strong impression that Arkansas was going to be hard to beat. And uh, so it, it's not a surprise that he committed. Uh, was I surprised that he committed so early? Maybe, but uh, still, uh, like he said, he he talked it over with his family and just just thought, you know, why why wait? And he knew he knew where he was wanting to go, and uh, he wanted to be a Razorback and uh, just uh, just loves Fayetteville. Uh, obviously, like I said, Coach K- Kennedy and Coach Pittman, and also plus his sister, who's, who's a senior in high school this year. She plans to attend the University of Arkansas. She absolutely loves Arkansas. So it's not only just him; it's it's her and and you know and his dad's. I think very very pleased with the decision too. He was always always talking highly about Arkansas when I've conversed with him.
2: So where did the Natural state connection began. I, I've heard it I've read a few things, heard a few things. There's some military connection. I'm not, I'm not sure where how the affection or the connection with the with the Razorback program started for that family, but sounded like Arkansas was always always at the top of the list.
3: You know, I I haven't really asked about that. I I will. Uh, That's something I'm working on. Uh, I think it's. I think some of it had to do with uh, when he was at uh, uh, Coach Pittman was at Georgia, uh, and I think they got exposed to him there, and and then they just came 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 out here to visit. And you know, sometimes you know when when you visit a place, you just kind of fall in love with it uh, along with the people. And I think that's the case. Uh, I think Fayetteville and just – and and the people of of Fayetteville, along with obviously Coach Pittman and Coach Kennedy, uh, I think he just – it was just a fit. And – but uh, it it, – you know – an offensive lineman named bear, it doesn't get any better than that.
4: Yeah. No question. We're talking to you with Richard Davenport on the McCarty Daniel hotline. You got two commits already. Richard, twenty twenty three Is that normal?
3: No, no, it's not. I it, did, you know, I think it was just, a, I think so far it's just been the perfect storm. Uh, I, you know, with bear we, what we, we just talked about with Ty Lockett. I mean, he, he uh, he has strong family ties to the state, mm-hmm. and uh, he, he visits Arkansas a lot because he has a lot of family in, uh, here, especially in Central Arkansas. And he was—he was also—he was—he also, was, uh, he, he didn't visit Arkansas in June, but he was back in Little Rock visiting uh, uh, family. So he's—he's uh, he's always back in Arkansas. So, and then with, with his mom being from uh, Little Rock, I mean, you know, he, he always kind of. Had that pull towards Arkansas, and then when he visited, when they visited uh, in March and, and in April, uh, you know, he obviously just uh, got 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 uh, got got to like in Arkansas and uh, and and just seeing the support that he would have with our, you know, with his family being here uh, and him being here so many other times visiting. He just he's just very, very comfortable with uh with the state and, and, then, and then he became comfortable with the University of Arkansas.
4: Richard, from the Central Arkansas kids and the southern and eastern ones that you've talked to this week, I, I know they're not supposed to be in contact with the coach. It can't be like an official recruiting trip this weekend, but are there a good chunk of non official visits going on or is there be a good contingency that'll watch this game of War Memorial live on Saturday?
3: Uh, I honestly haven't even reached out because you know, I don't know how many kids are going to just go and pay. You know, uh, you know, get get a few tickets and pay for themselves uh, to to visit and not be able to interact with the coaching staff. It just, I, I think, uh, in the past, uh, there might have been one or two guys in the uh, in previous games that visited and paid their own way, but uh, most, you know, just. There's really not much you can do, you know, on a so-called recruiting trip when you can't have interaction with the coaching staff, and, and you have to pay, and then, then you go in, you have to pay your own way. It's, it's you know, not the best uh, formula to, to, to get kids uh, to, to come and attend the game.
2: Yeah. So you live in Little Rock. You're there every day. Uh, I mean, you and Warren Stevens run the town together. So what's mm-hmm. the pulse there uh, in the town. What, what what's what's people? What's the buzz on the street about the game this weekend?
3: Yeah, Warner and I've been talking this week about uh, the upcoming game oh. and uh, and uh, but uh, yeah. I, I was wondering when I, you it, were going to
2: take me and Ty out to the Elotion Club for a round of golf. Yeah, you know, maybe some maybe some cocktails. But well, I mean, we're waiting on that interview, yeah,
3: Richard. Uh, yeah. well, it, it, I'll, 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 I'll talk to Warren about it. All right, but, please uh, do. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll see what, what I can do. But uh, I, you know, I, there, there's a buzz. I mean, there, there, people are excited about the season, and obviously, it's, it's the season opener. But uh, evidently, uh, only forty thousand tickets have been sold as of yesterday, and that, that, that's kind of the ammo of uh, the Little Rock crowds uh, the last few times, which is kind of baffling. I understand it's Western Carolina, but it's still, it's it's still the Razorbacks open open opener so uh, uh it, it's kind of baffling to me but uh i it it's just not that the, the enthusiasm is not translating the ticket sales i guess you could say
2: that's 40,000 sold and and given away uh for this weekend and i wonder how many of those are from central arkansas i mean but i know I, you know when people say well this is another piece of evidence why you should pull the games out never play there again horrible stadium all that i, I get those arguments but when you put an opponent like Western Carolina down there, the plan all along has been three o'clock in the afternoon on Labor Day weekend. What do you think is going to happen? It, it, it it's almost like next week against Kent State is the de facto season opener, and this weekend's whatever it is. I mean, I can't blame Central Arkansas for not showing up by the tens of thousands and you know a line outside the stadium, you know, desiring to get tickets. You know, when you're playing Western Carolina on a holiday weekend.
3: I guess I look at it differently, just because uh, just the way I was raised when I was a kid. Man, most of the games that I went to were these type of games. Why? Because there, they tickets were available. The, the bigger games, uh, it was harder to get tickets. And I, and and I I get it's not a, a sexy opponent, but man, there's so many. There, there's I, I would imagine there's a lot of there's several a lot of kids that have never been to a game. You know, if you're a dad and you know you want to create memories and 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 things like that uh, take take your kid to the game i mean it it's I, I understand the the uh the time change is uh you know a little, little late and i i think there's gonna be some people who probably uh miss the game because maybe they they had anticipated being being able to get there around one or two o'clock but uh it's it's still i i i mean you're only talking about you know fifty three thousand seats and you can't fill that out i i, I, I don't know man I, I just look at it differently
4: i wonder how much revenue the u of a is losing by playing this game that'd be a better oh. question for hunter Yurchak. check but i would i mean what,
3: what no, they you want. throw in the suites and you know they they would they'd have a minimum of 65 in fayetteville in mm. my opinion uh and then you throw in the suites i mean that you you. you uh, I would think it's uh, pretty sizable.
2: Whatever the gap is between the forty thousand they'll they'll admit to and season ticket would be part of the season ticket package. So whether they attended or not, they would have sold that many tickets. So if they sold, say, sixty thousand, it'd be twenty thousand seats that you're losing revenue on. the suites, as you mentioned, the travel expenses. I'm going to say that number is somewhere in the three ish million range when you add it all. Oh, three. It's that
4: much? Oh, I think so. Yeah, I was thinking like because oh, you yeah, added,
2: I... added all that north end zone revenue that the suite cost have went up. It would be in the season ticket
4: package as an eighth game. Oh, I, I yeah, I mean so uh, yeah, I think so. Here, here would be my question about recruiting, Richard. I, explain the difference because at some point I, I think this game is going to end. Maybe it's not the next contract. Maybe they. They completely ended after 2025. Explain the differences in recruiting when you play that game at Dickey Stevens and you play that game in Simmons Bank Arena. Like, What are the differences that the basketball team and the baseball team have to go up against, that the football team has to go up against?
3: Uh, as far as recruiting, uh, that, that, uh, I mean, you know, tickets are usually... Uh, cheaper for basketball I, I can't really say too much for baseball i mean i i, I don't know I, I assume some kids uh, go to that uh, uh go to dickie stevens uh, and, and and obviously that i would imagine the tickets are cheaper there uh so i think uh the the the, the ability to to uh go because of a uh, price range i think that helps a little bit but uh and then you know what with we, with football, why why go to Little Rock if if, if you can go to Fayetteville and and get uh, get a tour of the facilities or or what have you? I mean, you you, you get the full effect of having a chance to be a Razorback there. Where in Little Rock you you don't have the campus. I mean, all you, all you have is a stadium, uh, and uh, it, it doesn't. You're you're going to have plenty of opportunities to go to Fayetteville to go to a football game versus uh, you know Coming
4: to Little Rock. Richard, we'll leave it there this morning. We really appreciate your insight, helping us out uh, understand Bear McWhorter a little more. I like the backstory of the the Bear Bryant name, and uh, we'll do it again next week, again after game one, and talk a little recap from what we saw on Saturday.
3: All right, guys. Have a good day.
4: Got a few texts on the McCarty Daniel hotline, less texting this morning via Facebook and saying it's just way too hot. He'd rather, like so many other people, watch the game from his home. on TV, there's no Shade and War Memorial, 90 plus degrees. That's why he's not going to the game this weekend.
2: And let's be honest, the, you know there have been times in Razorback football history before the two stadium expansions, or at least the, the, le- the latest one, where tickets were a little harder to come by. It was harder to get into a game at Fayetteville. Well, let's be honest, how many games happen in Fayetteville or Little Rock now where, man, I don't know if I can get a seat? I don't know what that's going to cost. I'll have to go to SeatGeek or StubHub or somewhere. There's basically no games anymore because of TV and because of, you know, just where the program's been for a decade or more that you can't walk up the day of the game and get a ticket. Yeah. And even, I, so I was. So you can choose. You can be choosy about when you go because, hey, a lot of us can't, we, you know, we're fortunate we work in an industry. We get to go to the games that we want to go to because it's part of our job. For for most people, taking your family a four to a game is a, a five or $600 deal by the time you buy yeah. tickets and just go and buy hot dogs and a T-shirt, that's not even staying the night, Ty. I mean, it, it, you know, by the time you eat, eat once or twice, get the tickets, pay to park. I mean, it's a $500 deal to take your kids and your family, a family of four, to a ball game. How many times can most of us do that? If we were paying out of pocket, I promise you we wouldn't be going every yeah. game.
4: I am looking forward and to And most being, of our
2: listeners are, you
4: know. Yeah, I am looking forward to be a husband and a father at some point, but damn, it's expensive.
2: Well, I'm going to tell you, when you start multiplying by four, I mean, we're looking at vacation stuff for next year, because I got to work around every kid activity that goes on in this pivot table of a, of a schedule
4: Football, we got. Oh, cheerleading.
2: All of it, yeah. So you got like, you know, I got a five-day window here and a six-day window. I mean, you start... Just airfare
4: alone. Four or five hundred dollars a ticket times four. Well, hey, you know, can I give you a can I give you some advice on that? Yeah, you know, drive. Uh, <laughs> that's that's not that's not yeah. terrible. Yeah. Now this works for me. Yeah. But I don't know if it'll work for four. When you're multiplying by one, yeah. 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 You get on the later flight in the day that's cheaper, and you just get on standby. Now no, I can do that. No, 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 no. I can do can't that. do that with kids. I can yeah, I can do that as a one yeah. person. But, I could do that if it was just me and Laura
2: going somewhere. Yes. But what if your four four people aren't getting on on standby?
4: Yeah. One maybe. It, it depends four, on the, nah, well, not
1: what a you
4: what you do is you go to the app, whatever um whatever airline you use, Tommy, and you check the flight you actually want to be on. And if it's not crowded, yeah. Then you. Well, how do you
2: know? They always, they always tell you. Well, there's only four tickets left at this price. I don't I care if that. you're booking a flight in 2029. There's only four, four tickets, tickets left, left at this price. price. You know? Yeah,
4: they do do that. I, they, I found that my brother taught me how to do that, and it's cheaper. And I have, I have not, I've not had a situation where I haven't been on a standby. Yeah. But again, that's. But you're that's a single person, you know, compared to times four.
2: Now I'm going to be stuck in a in an airport with two kids. Overnight, maybe to my flight tomorrow. No, no, I can't. I can't take that risk.
4: Daniel in Springdale texting. He chooses three games to get tickets to yeah. each season because, again, you added up the expenses, the food, the driving, the hotels. Well, I, I mean, mean, even if
2: you don't stay the night, let's just think about it. 50 dollars a ticket, right? Yeah. About right. So there's $200, 250 bucks. You drive round trip. Gas yeah, is. Three twenty-five a gallon, depending on where you're at. Three thirty a gallon. You know, you're probably fifty. Call it fifty bucks. Now we're up to close to three hundred. You eat once. You know, anymore, it's amazing how expensive that mm-hmm. can be for a family of four. Now you're, you know, you're, you're three and a half, three sixty. Eat in the stadium. You're four hundred. You eat on again. I mean, it's it. You can kill a five hundred dollar day real quick taking a family of four to the ball game. Um, and not even get a hotel, depending on where you're coming from in this state. Yeah, it's crazy. It's
4: crazy on that. Let's go to the McClarty daniel hotline where Jimmy is waiting. Now, I made a mistake last time. I said Sardis, Mississippi. He is in Sardis, Arkansas yeah. this You know what, spells. Yeah. Jimmy, yeah. welcome in. Yeah. Man. Hey, brother, I don't
2: mean to get on y'all too hard or nothing, but Little Rock uh, helped build that
3: Razorback program, and if you get one Amer- uh, All-American from Central Arkansas... Uh, how much is that worth? You get one American,
2: foo- uh, all American football player who is, from Central Arkansas. Who was the last all American well, player from Central Arkansas? About Darren McFadden. Okay, that was how many years ago he played high school football. Uh, well, but but, uh, but how many times y'all jerk the game out and give us bug Tussle to play or stuff like that? Well, I agree. Uh, Dan Hampton. You look
5: at all the athletes from South Arkansas. You get, you get one or two that can come that game
2: and want to be Razorbacks like that other kid did. Uh, Arkansas's a little different than everybody else. You know, you got to... If we're going to be an uh, uh, Arkansas team, we got to get Arkansas players. He, I don't care how good these
4: recruiters are. They're not... How many kids from Arkansas on that team? I don't know off the top of my head. And, and Jimmy, I think, again, Sardis is what? You're about 30 minutes from Moore Memorial? I mean, you're right south of it, basically. You're right yes, there? Sir. Okay. There's nothing wrong with yes, that. But I, that's not my argument. My my argument is history of what that what that War Memorial Stadium is meant. Listen, you are you, it's, you, you, it's, you cannot discount what has gone on in War Memorial Stadium over the air. The LSU wins, the Kentucky wins, block at the Rock. I mean, there's a we're gonna get into some of the better games tomorrow and Friday that have been in that stadium. But everything has a time limit. Everything has an expiration date, and there's not a competitive college football D1 program outside of Florida and Georgia, which, by the way, Kirby Smart has been adamantly against continuing playing in Jacksonville, but they're going to continue that. That has success. They've gone by the wayside with playing in Birmingham for Alabama and Auburn. All these neutral site games, all these games where you're not playing your home stadium, they're done because there's been too much investment in favor. What happened? Here's what happened. And and all these other
2: stadiums you just mentioned.
4: Yeah, Jimmy, here's what happened. Back in the day, War Memorial used to kick Donald W.'s butt. It was better. to have lights. It was a better stadium, better atmosphere. Donald W. is not what it is now. It wasn't even Donald W. Yeah, it, it was just... In Fayetteville, or what was it called back in the day? Razorback Stadium. Razorback Stadium. Stadium. It wasn't close. What's happened is you've got all this investment, all these renovations, all these different things, lights, whatever the case, and now it is clearly surpassed War Memorial. There haven't been that many adjustments made to War Memorial Stadium, and it's still, again, it's not the university. I'm a literate guy. I was born and raised there, had some of my best memories there. But it's time to change. It's time to end this after 2025. You're still going to get kids that want to go to Fayetteville from South Arkansas, Eastern Arkansas, and Central Arkansas. It's just going to happen. Well, the
2: big – and everything you just said spot on. But when it all changed was when I-49 was built because then you had a, a pathway to, to, to get there and for the masses to get there. That was why there was always the split of three and three games, you know, three there, three here. It was hard to access mm-hmm. Fayetteville. The late nineties that changed, and and when I forty nine opened up from Alma all the way to Fayetteville, you had a straight shot to the stadium. That's when all of this was really set in motion. That's when the South End Zone was was put into motion when that road was a reality. Um, they built the South End Zone because Frank Broyles was smart. He knew people could could get there and they could fill it up, and there was a demand for suites. And Houston Nut in ninety eight helped turn that around and fund. All of that original stuff. Hey, times change. The railroads helped build America. Railroads ain't the backbone of this country anymore, you know? Things do change. Technology changes.
4: And roads change. And roads change traffic patterns and population bases. Jimmy, everything you said is true, in my opinion. But as Tommy just laid out, even the the, the traffic aspect, things have just changed now. Well, we how many get...
2: people live in Northwest Arkansas yeah. now versus 2000?
4: And, and I know there's a huge Little Rock and Northwest Arkansas rivalry, but we need to get over that. We have to. One, One- Razorback.
0: into.
4: Fall season is just around the corner, and I know all of us are looking for that wholesome, convenient meal. We'll look no further than factor America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. They can help you with chef prepared, dietitian-approved ready-to-eat meals delivered right to your door. And right now, use the code. HTL50. Head to factormeals.com slash HTL50 and get 50% off. That's code HTL50 at factormeals.com to get 50% off. Thanks to hit that line. The great thing about Factor, over 34 weekly prepared meals that you can choose from. Plus, you don't have to run around to worry about where you're getting lunch. Let Factor take care of it for you. Let me tell you the code one more time to help you get 50% off. Factormeals.com slash HTL50 Factormeals.com slash HTL50 Factor America's number one ready to eat meal kit
1: Call or text the McClarty Daniel Hotline at 877-377-6963 mcclarty daniel a vehicle for every lifestyle when you're looking for a new car you want to shop for a vehicle you love with an organization you trust you've probably heard that McCarty daniel means making deals but what i'm inspired by the most is that mcclarty daniel means making a difference in our community when you buy a vehicle with McCarty daniel you reinvest right here in the community in our schools in our little leagues in our food banks and our people so you're not just making a purchase you're making a difference too Come see us at any of our six locations in Northwest Arkansas.
4: your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts you're listening to the bud light morning rush podcast
1: bud light proud sponsor of arkansas athletics
4: so here's kj when asked about kind of the game plan and the setup for saturday he's like guys you got to get on them early.
6: That's the main thing. It's starting fast, getting out, jump on them early, kill their hope early, try not to let them gain momentum or build confidence and knowing that they can play around with us or be in the game. So try to kill their hope early, jump on them quick. When we say focus on ourselves, I mean the main thing: is doing a little details right, lining up, executing the plays, understanding down and distance, different intangible within the game that we got to be able to focus on and worry about it. So that's what we mean when we say we got to focus on Arkansas football.
2: You
4: telling that before you no. jumped and on I, the media and I,
2: last I, night. I did not listen to that last <laughs> night or this morning. But I mean, it, but that's basic football. I mean, what what KJ is saying, what he's been taught and told his, his whole life, and yeah. it's being reinforced, and it's. It's cliche because it's true I mean get out there and just take care of yourself don't create your own problems and that's where so many things in life get off the rails as we create our own problems if Arkansas can take care of ball security line upright look like a smooth operation where the running back and the quarterback are running into each other in the backfield or you know those are the you know the, are the right people on the field for the play that's been called all of those things go into what you need to see in game one.
7: That made me think of that song Smooth Operator.
2: Yeah. But, um, that's exactly what they need.
7: But yeah. I, I totally agree. I totally agree.
2: We can talk about flash, you know, flashy plays and long plays to Tesla or Armstrong or somebody uh Satania, you know, going eighty and that yeah, hey, that may happen. But you know, that's not your base offense. That's not the that, that those aren't the uh those aren't the calls that you're counting on each week to win your football games. What you're counting on is on third and four Can I give it to Rocket or AJ or or run an RPO with KJ and get five? Those are the the things we need to see this weekend. When they get in a situation that it is third and medium, third and semi-short, can you execute and get there? How many times are you putting second and long because first down didn't work? Those are the things that we need to be talking about on Monday morning.
4: Hopefully we are. Now, we're going to do something here. Tommy and Christian are going to be the optimists, and I'm going to be the pessimist in this situation. Mm. So you're, again, Monday morning, hopefully there's more optimism than pessimism. Hopefully, not even Monday morning, but a hog reaction is we're going to be live at CJ's, presented by T-Law Firm and Signature Bank, that there is a lot more optimism than pessimism. You guys be the optimists. I'll All come right. back and be the pessimists. I'm Rick Schaefer,
2: and you're Derek Ruskin.
4: Yes. Got it. All right. That's the best comparison we have on Arkansas Sports Talk Airways. All right. You two convince me why this is going to go swimmingly on Saturday, Convince me why this season is going to be glowing. There's going to be plenty of good highlights, and I'm just going to counter it. Be basic. I don't necessarily feel this way, but I'm just going to present to you what's been presented to me by okay. certain pessimistic fans. Tommy, you start. Well, you
2: supplement? First of all, Arkansas's roster is immensely more talented than Western Carolina. That that's yeah. just the nature of this matchup. So you've got all-conference players in your offensive backfield with your quarterback and your running back. Uh, you've got some veterans on that offensive line. That's still an unproven offensive line, mm-hmm. but should easily dominate, particularly towards the end of the first half and into the third quarter, uh, Arkansas will be able to run the ball at will in this ballgame, and that's why they're going to win and, and win convincingly. And the reward will be that these guys don't have to play the entire four quarters in this heat, and really, you know, you can, can move on to next week early uh, if everything goes as planned.
4: Well, Tommy, we haven't seen domination against non-logo teams since really Sam Pittman has been here. We haven't seen them play well for the most part in War Memorial since he's been here. And we don't know about the offensive line that you're speaking to that even though they might be supremely more talented there's still a lot of wondering about that left tackle position. A young left tackle is going to be out there protecting KJ's blind side which I don't care what the coaches say if that quarterback crumbles I know it's supposed to be better I'm not confident in the backup situation. I'm glad that we
7: ha- We seem to have a lot of players that know their role. We don't have one guy that, you know, the defense is going to necessarily key on. I think that's going to open up the offense. We've got a lot of playmakers on offense. They've got experience. You know, KJ has been there, what, this is fourth year? and Fifth, fifth year, and you got Rocket. I mean, you got a great quarterback and a great running back. You should be able to control the running game. And I just I think they'll they'll dominate. I well, really do. This is he,
2: the best quarterback situation Sam Pittman's been in since his time in Fayetteville. I can't really push back third on. third year starter experienced. You, you heard you know, KJ there, and he, he's he's confident at this point. And I think Dan Enos and. The coaching he's got is going going to be that, that difference this year. That I, takes him to another level and yeah. even more confident as a quarterback.
4: Pessimistic Hog fan, you mentioned experience, Christian. You got no experience on the outside. You lost five of your six pass catchers from last year. While some but say, they have experience is what I'm saying. Well, it's not D1 experience. It's not SEC experience. They might blow it up in, in game one. But what happens when you walk into Death Valley and you're playing against some of the best cornerbacks in college football? But we're not walking
2: into Death Valley this weekend. Walking into War Memorial. What happened? You're playing Western Carolina. You're not. You're not, that, That's not the challenge this weekend. That's that's not the question you ask. The question yeah. this weekend is about Western Carolina. Yeah. And your biggest opponent this weekend, with no disrespect to Western Carolina, is yourself. Yeah. You got to stay that's out fair. of your own way and quit and not make your own mistakes. And I think mm-hmm. Arkansas has had a good camp. Um, you know, we're going to see the proof in the pudding on Saturday, but. Biggest opponent you have is is not making self-inflicted mistakes.
4: Well, Tommy, what about the injury bug that seemed to bit this entire athletics department? The past
2: come year? out of camp with only one injury that was sustained in camp, and that's Sam Mbake. Everyone else, from what we know, is available to play. That's another well, thing.
7: The uh, turf in Little Rock, I've you know. Hang on, which side are you on here? No, I'm, you're you're, <laughs> you're optimistic. You're optimistic. I'm Go, optimistic, but are on team shape. Here, you're on team. Yeah, you're on team, you're <laughs> on team optimism.
4: Come on, come on, come on. Let me bring it up. You the can't turf, bring man. You're harpooning
2: the argument. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> helping the
4: uh, he's helping the optimism you know. or the, the pessimism. Well, the pessimism fan says that while you say that, there are still question marks about guys that can't play game one. So he can talk about the health and stuff, but there could be several guys out for Game 1, which is just leeching back into what we had to deal with last year as Arkansas fans. But, is
2: the, the but you're bringing up old injuries that were season-ending injuries. And, in fact, for a player or two, they were career-enders at Arkansas. Now, yep. Catalan's going to play at Texas, but you know that was an injury he never got on the field again as a Razorback. We're not talking about that. There's, of course, bumps and bruises. Uh, you know enough about football know you're not going to come in 1,000% across the board but there's no one that's been lost for the year, so that argument doesn't hold any water at all. I'm trying to still And you're an SEC team. You should be able to still go and dominate a team of of an SCS caliber a team from the Southern Conference of Western Carolina with a less than 100% SEC roster.
4: But we're playing in, in War Memorial this weekend, Tommy. We're well, playing in a place that the players haven't cared about playing in nearly a listen, decade. We're playing in a place where well, the coaches well, listen, don't even me and Norman Dale are going to go
2: down with a tape measure, and we're going to measure the field. And I believe you're going to find the dimensions in War Memorial Stadium to be the same at Hickory High or at Fayetteville, Arkansas. So I think you're going to find War Memorial and Reynolds Razorback Stadium's dimensions on the turf itself to be the same.
4: But what if the scoreboard doesn't work? Like well, I fully that?
2: expect that. Now, I have no pushback you or argument. Uh, I have no counter for the, the clock play clock
4: not working properly. Yeah. Well, now that we, we have pushed back the game time, Tommy, how, how are the scoreboard operators and the play clock <laughs> well, operators going to adjust maybe, and not having as much time? Maybe the
2: lack of heat will help in that department. I, I have no rebuttal for that argument. Yeah. There's That's the, the one area the you pessimism might have wins,
4: <laughs> The pessimistic wins, at least in that situation. Now, listen, it's really hard to argue against what's going to happen on Saturday. I don't want to be the pessimistic Arkansas fan. You shouldn't have to be. You should take away good, positive things from the game. Now, if they struggle in certain areas, it's not the end of the world. They're still figuring things out. Again, new offensive coordinator, new defensive coordinator, new position coaches, first game of the season. All of that doesn't necessarily lead to a perfect, flawless, executed game. They should handle these guys. I don't know if they're going to cover the 34.5 spread on the BetSarison app, but they should handle these guys come Saturday. I was intrigued to hear Zach Williams, who's a Little Rock guy, talk about this angle again. We hear it from Central Arkansas basketball players, Central Arkansas baseball players, Eastern and Southern as well. Here is Zach on his final time getting to play in War Memorial Stadium. I mean, I do better
6: every year, so I'm just, you know, trying to do better than the last year. You know, um, going to War Memorial is the last time I'm going to ever play there. Because, you know, I played there since I was peewee, middle school, high school, and college now. It's the
8: last time. So, you know, I got to make some shape. be some good. at least some memorable uh, on the field.
4: There are more p- cons than pros to playing in War Memorial Stadium. It is hard to argue oh, say against that, again? that. There are more cons than okay. pros.
2: deal. Okay, I got you.
4: To play in War Memorial Stadium, but that is a pro for the guys that played at Central Catholic Hall, uh, Parkview, uh, Southern Arkansas, Eastern Arkansas schools that are closer, to War Memorial than the favor, easier families to drive, friends to see them, whatever. That is at least a pro. Because we've listen. I'm, I, I've said some negative things about War Memorial this week. You guys know how I feel about it, but. That's at least a positive angle on the game this Saturday that you can take, away that's
2: really Listen, hard to dispute. It's it's, it's not a comparison. Um, and I, I, again, I go back to what I said a couple of weeks or a week or two ago. But I'm just exhausted and fatigued with this whole conversation. Yeah. And the and handwriting is clearly on the wall about what the future at least should be in regard to this. I, I, I am fatigued and worn out and exhausted with even talking about this. We're, we're comparing. Yeah, yeah. apples to bumper cars as far as the stadium. There is no debate about which stadium is better suited to host the premier team in this state. I mean, that's not even a debate that anyone could could bring forth. But I'm just exhausted with the whole conversation.
7: I think the ULM loss and the Toledo loss, I feel like that's just, you know, that's still in people's minds a little bit. Just the bad luck we've had recently, I think that's got a lot to do with it. I don't know. There's, It's just a lot of negative emotions
4: lately towards Little Rock. You mentioned should. That doesn't mean they will. It's the key word used there. They should stop this game after 2025, but that doesn't no, mean I they mean, will. I don't, I'm I like know. you. I don't want to have to keep talking this. Well, talking just, airway. Every I time get there's
2: a game down there, I mean, it's, it's the old crutch converse You know, this is not a disrespect to any part of our state no. or an un- binding of the of the of the of the fandom of, of people in the Delta or eastern Arkansas yeah. because you're moving the games to Fayetteville. I mean if every game wasn't on T V or available to watch in one way, shape, or form, it'd be a different conversation. If I forty nine didn't exist, it you know, from Alma to Fayetteville, it'd be a different conversation. Yeah. But that's not reality. The reality is all those things do exist. You know? We got better roadways in our state than we had 25 years ago, so that that's exactly why uh, you know that's exactly why we evolve. Yeah, we evolve as a society in our state. As you think about all the jobs that have been created, you think about the population shifts in Benton Washington County. Uh, you know, there's a as you, know, you called it a rivalry between those two areas that's a of our state. Huge rivalry,
4: huge rivalry. But I you talk know, to people all the time about that, yeah. that crap on the other part of the state. Little Rock people, crap on NWA, NWPA, crap on Little
2: Rock. Would you, the real the reality you is those are both great population bases and, and financial centers of our state. We well, need it's both just a, of them. It's just like but Mi- that doesn't mean we need to play football in both of them. It's
4: a, for, for those that live out of state, it's like a Memphis-Nashville dynamic. There, I mean, there's various, there's various yeah. states around us that have a St. Louis and Kansas City. There yeah. rivalries all throughout the state. That's yeah, fine. I mean, and, But that doesn't have anything to do with necessarily where we should play our football. No. But no. then it all goes into it. Let's get back into our What's Your Beef Wednesday. I want to start with flights in Arkansas. Now, we've shared some of our beefs this morning. If you want to do so, you can do it on the McLarty Daniel Hotline, 877 377-6963. Three seven seven six nine six three. 6963 Tommy, I found myself flying more out of Tulsa than Arkansas. I don't fly out of Little Rock. I don't fly out of x and I don't fly out of Fort Smith for a couple reasons. The closest Southwest. Yeah. Huh? X&A has no one-way flights for the most part. Fort Smith is too pricey. And Little Rock's too far. Fort
2: Smith's been less than X&A the last few times I've shot. Has it? Mm-hmm. But
4: I found myself, I'm driving to Tulsa every time I'm going somewhere now. Which, again, it's it, it's about the same distance. An hour and a half from Northwest yeah. Arkansas. It's about the same difference, but I don't know why everything seems to be more expensive in those places than... Because you don't you know. have
2: Southwest Airlines. But I haven't flown. I'm not flying Southwest. But, but Southwest is a competitor in those airports. Oh. So I mean, it's it's... They're setting pricing. I mean, they're they're, ah. they're they're changing the market for American or Delta or United or whoever else you're you you may okay. be flying. All right, that It's means. competition. There's they don't bring that competition to the markets you're talking about. Now in Little Rock, they do. Yeah. Little Rock, I mean, the, the, the pricing is usually, but it depends on where you're going. You're going to east, you're going to west. It
4: yeah. depends on where you're flying to. Mm-hmm. And uh, Little Rock, uh, yeah, I know you drove to Memphis for y'all's one-way flight, but two and a half hours here and back, it's just not, like, if I'm going to fly, I'd like it to be within Well, see, I don't
2: do that for necessarily the cost savings. I'll do that for the nonstop. Yeah. Yeah. because the worst thing is to... Where are you going? You're never going to have a problem with your first flight, generally. It's it's the connector. Well, my first flight was delayed, and it caused me to miss my connection. connector. Well, sir, we can get you on a flight next Tuesday. Uh, you know, <laughs> well, it's Wednesday. Well, I know. You got to, you know. So, I always try to avoid the connection as best I can. Okay, I'm... So that, that is all... I'll drive an extra hour or two just to avoid that because that's generally
4: how much time you're going to waste in the airport anyway. I told you my philosophy... Book a later flight. Get on free standby later day. It's easier to do with one person. I'm taking a chance on that in a flight coming up in November. Hopefully, it doesn't bite well, me in the rectum. But then,
2: but then you've got to turn around, and get one more night of hotel because you're getting there a yeah. day early. But you know, sometimes that's better off. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Start that at- your day in, at your destination. I always like to start my day at the destination. That's so. smart.
0: It's Christmas in July. Give your family the gift of true comfort this summer with an HVAC
1: system replacement from Pascal. No packages to unwrap, no batteries to buy, and no assembly required. Financing is available for as low as $99 a month and no money down with up to $2,000 in tax credits and savings. Don't wait for December. Get your holiday savings now. Schedule your free estimate today pascal.com You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics.
4: It was enjoyable to listen to KJ Jefferson last night talk about his fellow captains. Had some great things to say about all of them. The clip's a little long, but I want you to listen to what he had to say about his guys, especially Cam Little.
6: Rocket, I mean, I mean, like he said, I mean, very poised guy. I mean, passionate about football, I love football. You going to see his teammates, just win and just succeed in every phase of life. I mean, whether it's academically, off the field, on the field, I mean, he's just always passionate always willing to give advice, if he can, on uh, anything that's going on in your life. I mean, you got Jeff Cole, who's a very passionate guy as well, very hungry, bringing the competitive edge and competitive spirit to everybody. And then you got Landon Jackson, who just – he, he leads by example. I mean, he's one of the guys just put his head down to work. I mean, he's always doing the things correct. Even when he's wrong, I mean, he still want to help guys in the effort standpoint and leading in a great attitude and bring a great mindset to the practice or to the field or to the stand room and things like that. And then you got Brady, who's a veteran guy who's been around, who knows what it takes, who knows what the trenches are like in the SEC. And the one of those guys is always giving advice and showing great leadership. And then you got Cam Luther as well. Everybody loves Cam. It just his attitude he brings, his personality. He's also a worker, a grinder. He's always trying to do what's best for the team and make sure everybody's on one accord and everybody's happy. So, the captains that we pick, I'm truly blessed and honored to be a captain, to be a part of that group with those guys, and I'm looking forward to the season.
4: Bob Holt was asking KJ what he felt for the first time being a three time captain since the 1800s, and he was just having some fun with that. He also, if you watch the video on HitThatLine.com and our YouTube channel as well, when he brings up Cam Little, he just starts smiling. It's funny. I I mean, how many kickers do you know that are captains in the college game? You see the NFL game. The college game, you just don't see that. They like Cam Little, man.
2: It means if you get on most drives, assuming there's a touchback, assume you start at the 25. If you can get three to four first downs, you're probably going to get points because that puts you at the 40, uh, inside across the 50 at the 40-yard line. They feel very comfortable putting Cam Little out there if they can't extend the drive. So as an offense, three to four first downs, and you're probably in scoring range. Now, you want to get to the end zone, obviously, but that's a pretty lethal weapon right there that, uh, you know, hey, once, once we cross the 50, Get a few more yards, we're probably going to be able to kick a field goal if we have to.
4: Yeah, and if Cam's called upon this season to deliver, hopefully, a game winner or in just a, a big-time, meaningful fourth-quarter field goal, I think a lot of people have confidence that he's going to deliver, like you're saying, at that point. Basketball team added their final non-conference opponent this season when Furman is going to be playing, walking into Bud Walton Arena. December the 4th, Scotty Bordelon of Whole Hog Sports got that via an open records request. So the non-conference season is complete. You know when the games are, Tommy? You're just waiting on when the SEC is going to release the conference games. You know the opponents, so you just yep. don't know the dates.
2: don't know whether they're Tuesdays or Wednesdays, Saturdays, those kind of things, or in game time. So all of that will be hammered out soon. So, hey, it's going to be – I think, the, you know, if you include Purdue, and, yeah, you know, I know that's an exhibition game, but you think about Purdue – you think about Duke coming in. You think about uh, the SEC schedule you got. I think it's the best home, the, the best slate of home games we may have ever seen in basketball no, in Arkansas basketball history. Yeah, it's unbelievable. If you're again, and then I, you think about some of the opponents in the non-con, like you go to, to Atlantis and the, the teams you're gonna play there. Arkansas is gonna be battle tested by early December. By yeah. the time you get through with Duke, you're gonna have played.
4: Probably two top five teams and probably three to four top ten, top 15 teams. Uh, And I think the number, I think it's it's either seven or nine seniors that you have on the roster. And that's not even counting walk-ons, I don't think. So, again, this team is going to be battle-tested not just from this season, but over the years of college basketball. Last thing in your hog update. The Arkansas volleyball team, 21 or 21st in the country, is hosting the number one team, not just tonight, but tomorrow as well. Both games are at 7 o'clock. Tonight is on the SEC Network. Tomorrow is on ESPNU. They have played a number one team before, back when Florida came in 2010. But this is cool to see a team in Barnhill Arena. Tonight is a red out. Tomorrow is is a wideout. If you're, if you do not play it's not on Wednesday and Thursday. And I was talking to uh, our friend Keith Wilson over at CJS, whose daughter plays volleyball. He's going to be at tomorrow night's game with her. This is this is entertaining value. And again, Coach Watson and company, they've got a really good squad this year. So mm-hmm. wouldn't be surprised if they split this series tonight. I,
2: I know high school volleyball Thursday nights a big playing night for uh, for high school. They play volleyball on Thursdays because football's on Fridays. Uh, but I'd like, you know, I'd like to think that a lot of high school volleyball programs, at least here in Northwest Arkansas, be be taking their teams okay. over for this. And uh, I don't know what the configuration that'll hold for a volleyball game, but seven, eight thousand people probably is a, is a pretty good guesstimate yeah. on that. There'd be plenty of room, good sight lines. Hopefully, everyone that's involved in high school volleyball is there to support
4: this. And they just had over. Two thousand, I think, for it was either against Tulsa or Michigan State, so they should be. But I would think they could have the chance to have the highest attended game either tomorrow night or on Thursday. What will happen? It'll be
2: hard on Thursday night
4: because, like I said, all the high schools play in our area. Well, here's my perspective: all the college kids that are kind of looking for a, a pregame spot or something mm-hmm. to do, I think a lot of them will, will filter in yeah. one of the next two nights. I, from the high school standpoint, I think you'll see less high school people there tomorrow night, but I think you'll see a good chunk of college kids tonight. Again, the number one Wisconsin Badgers playing in Barnhill Arena against your Arkansas Razorback. Just, just, just let them game. bring
2: their cooler in. You'll have all the people you want there. I you turn it into the hog pen. We're going to
4: turn a blind eye to bringing your cooler into the volleyball match. I think if it gets people in, it gets people uh, in. You know, you do it you gotta do sometimes. I agree on that. That is gonna do it. Page Hunter about that. Yeah. That yeah. is gonna do it for your hog update. I'm sure he's listening. Uh, he, you're, you're right. I don't even have to, I have to page him. He's yeah. or someone, someone in the yeah, morning hunter. Someone, <laughs> someone in the <laughs> athletics department is listening. How are you today? I, I bet my life savings <laughs> on that. Uh that's your hog update. It's brought to you by our friends at Mr. Sparky. You don't have to put up with any malarkey call, Turkey. It's just a reminder of what Uncle Ben used to say to Peter Parker, Tommy: "With great power comes great responsibility." <laughs> we, we always need to be aware of the the power that we wield on these oh, airwaves yeah, yeah, across yeah. the state. Yeah. Let's talk to. You Ro- keep thinking that. No, I'm just <laughs> just speaking the truth, man. Uh, let's talk to Robert, who's in Fayetteville on the McCarty Daniel hotline. Robert, good morning, man.
5: Okay, good morning. Now I got three things. I was going to call in with two, but now I got three. Um, on what's your beef? You were talking about the airlines thing, stuff coming out of XNA and all that. Mm-hmm. My biggest beef with XNA is, any, and I am think I'm speaking on behalf of anybody that's ever flown into XNA, is the freaking baggage claim. My God, how long oh, does it take?
2: Yeah,
4: yeah it's slow. And I, I got a friend I that works.
2: But none of them are ever fast enough to meet
4: our needs. And <laughs> I have a friend that works there, and I told him that straight up, and he's like, yeah, you're right, honestly.
5: Well, I mean, you go into any major airport, The bags are waiting on you usually by the time you get to the baggage claim. And then X and A, you'll stand there 20 minutes. I mean, you'll stand there 20, 30 minutes. I've stood there 20 or 30 minutes. That's my beef. Um, Two other things. Uh, Saturday's game, y'all were talking about that when I first called in. Uh, I don't want to see K.J. play in the second half. I think Arkansas should have a lead, and I want to see Arkansas coaches for a change decide to actually get a backup quarterback ready. It seems like the past two years K.J. has been hurt. And you don't have anybody that's really ready to take that position. And I'd, lo- I'd just love to see these first three games get the second and third string guy a lot of playing time to get ready for that, that game where K.J. gets dinged. I don't know how y'all feel about that. But oh, hi. I, really I hear him. But, I mean, but,
2: but you do want K.J. to have his chance to get into a rhythm, for this offense to get in sync. Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, I think there's a balancing act there, uh, Robert, and I, uh, I I agree with you. Appreciate Here, the call. Yeah,
4: thanks, right. Here's the reality. KJ's going to get injured at some point this season. You're exactly right. you got to have him ready. Hopefully, Jacoby is wheeled up and ready to go. Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zow's the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. Hey, welcome in, man. Uh, we got the depth chart earlier this week. There were some surprises. There were some things that kind of expected. What stood out to you when we got that on Monday?
8: Well, I I guess nothing because I'd seen practice, so I knew exactly what the depth chart was. Um, Yeah, I think that what kind of, you know, changed for me during the last couple of weeks is that they, you know, they'd been rotating Landon Jackson and Trajan Jeffcoat at the Jack... Or hybrid linebacker position, defensive end position, which put him, rotated them against Patrick Kutis a lot. And then they finally just said, we're going to start, we're going to put them both out there. Uh, and so they, you know, they put uh, Jeff Coat on the other side. Uh, so that was a change. It shouldn't have been really a surprise. Those were their best two defensive ends, and, you know, you want to get them both on, on the field. But I think they let them kind of duke it out to see who would win that that jack position because that's the that's kind of the coveted position that all the bells and whistles for this defense are designed to kind of get him free and that's who that's where you want to play landon jackson i think the way i understand it came up came out on top although you know it may be hard to tell with how they disguise their defense who's playing what you know, uh, if w- if one of them stands up, then they're probably in the jack position. Yeah, so they're both listed as defensive ends. But, yeah, but yeah. what you're talking about, is, you know, the, they were playing the same position. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's no. one that that is kind of uh, a strong side, and one is kind of a weak side. You know, in their defense, you know, and can stand up and play in coverage, and they both can. And so that was that was kind of the toy. You know, do you rotate them and keep them completely fresh? But really, you. You want them both out there at the same time. Jack has a little more freedom to roam a little bit. Okay. Yeah, he's a drop. He's yeah. a drop in Just That's what he is, yeah.
4: So that's the outside of the defense, Clay. I heard Zach Williams, K.J. Jefferson, and Rocket giving heavy compliments to Patrick Patrick Kudis, who will line up on the right side. But at least based on the depth chart, it's unsure who's going to be the left tackle. Based on what you've seen, based on kind of the injury concern with Devin Manuel, who do you think starts and plays the duration yeah, of the game yeah, on Saturday?
8: I mean, I, I think it's I think both are going to play, and I think Chamblee will probably start because he's been out there the most, and that's kind of what you do reward the guy that mm-hmm. guts it out and out at practice, you know, every single day, and he was, um, and he played good at the end, and he's played against Jeff Coat as well just like Kudis has. So but I think they're going to play them both mm-hmm. and for a couple of weeks, you know, like I said, duke it out. And the hot guy will be out there. If if one of them gives up a sack, well the other one will probably be out there. So who do I think will play the most? You're asking me to guess who's going to be who plays better? I don't know. I, I mean Chambly is uh, uh, And it might have to do both of them might play really good against this kind of opposition. So it might be hard to tell for a little while. I suspect that they'll be able to dominate, you know, who they play against. If they don't, well, then the other guy will be out there. And I just don't know if that will happen you know, they'll do two series, and then they flip it. You know, I, I'm not sure how that, that'll, you know, that'll go. Yeah. Best guess would be Chamblee be- would play better because he's practiced more. Mm-hmm. You know? You're right, Tommy, and that's that's how it usually goes. But Manuel is really talented. I mean, you watch, you know, a six, seven guy move his feet the way he does, and he's got the longer arms of the two. Uh, I think Chamblee's probably um, – you know more powerful you know in his body size you know Manuel lost a lot of weight and he's kind of putting it back on he was at 360 365 got down to 290 this was kind of the burlsworth story you know you get all that baby fat off and then you start building you know lean muscle back on and that's where he is and i think he's up to like 310 312 probably you know if they if it was the way they wanted it to go he'll continue with good nutrition and weight training through the season uh, you'll know, might get to 315 318 before the season's over here's what i like you got redshirt sophomores
2: and freshmen at the tackle too deep i mean you, the yeah. future of your tackles is pretty solidified for the next few years
8: yeah and i think that if you look uh it's not just the guys that you're talking about. Like Tykes Crawford will be back another year probably. Amari and Harris is just a terrific uh, talent. Play well in the bowl game. You know, I, I suspect that he's going to be at one of those guard spots. You know, going forward. Um, you know, you got Amari Wiggins that I think was really close to. Uh, you know. To making the coaches think, hey, we can play him uh, at center and move Limber to guard, but there's really not any need to. Latham started, you know, what, 50 games, um, you know, and, and uh, Josh Brown, thirty six straight transfer. starts, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. And, and played some other games as well. Yeah. Um, you know, they really like him. I mean, he's he's three forty. He's he's that. You know, he's that Sebastian Cortola type guy that you want to run into a gap. Come, come behind me. You know, I, I'll get you. I'll get you six inches. And and uh, you know, Wiggins. You know. Took some snaps at center. He looks like he might be the center down the stretch, but Josh Street is really practiced well. So I think uh, Cody Kennedy likes what he's got. You know, say eight deep. Boy, it's not very often that you get past eight deep in the offensive line, but they, they may get there before it's all over. Yeah, and. A back I'm talking defense. about have five and then three that can play yeah. and maybe mm-hmm. a couple of those starters right. slide around. Now yeah, I say you got two you got two at left tackle with Chamblee and Manuel
2: that you you know you can count on. Latham's your third one, Lemmer, and then you mentioned Wiggins. I guess you'd throw him in there, that'd be five. Braun is six. Crawford, I'd put Crawford at seven. No question. And then you look at your right tackle, Mar- Marion Harris and, and Kudus. So you're yeah. nine guys right there. Yeah. I mean, the only one you're kind of leaving out is Josh Street, who I uh, hadn't heard a lot about. You know, yeah, in, in, I, you know. and
8: when I watch him practice, he's terrific.
2: He's six six, three eleven. Redshirt sophomore, so yeah, uh, so
8: they they have backing up. Dan, you the know, said One of the reasons he came back to Arkansas, and you know, everybody's like, "Well, yeah, he's got KJ." Yeah, that's it. But he said, "What you really want to have is." Uh, pipeline offensive lineman and he said he he was under the impression when he took the job that he was going to walk in here and see some really good young offensive linemen that would you know that would be the foundation for a football team for several years and he said he he was uh impressed and it was exactly what he thought it was going to be Clay Henry is with
4: us here on the McCarty Daniel Hotline. If you have a question for Clay, feel free to call or text us in this morning 877-377-6963 So Clay, outside of the depth chart, uh, I know we're a few days out, we're three days out from this upcoming game. But what, what are some of the themes that you've kind of jotted down as a key for Saturday's matchup against
8: the Catamounts? Yeah, I, I, you know, I I wrote this for Hogs Plus, and you know the you know the the, the great depth. Talent that they have at the running back position. And, and, uh, you know, that was just something that I just wanted to watch. And it's just, you know, kind of a joyful day to just focus on those five guys. You know, uh, Isaiah Augustavi is the the true freshman that is just right in the same group with those others, learning how to pass pro. Mm -hmm. They feel like he can play. So it's, I don't remember uh, Arkansas having that much talent uh, in depth. You know, it, it, at tailback I like their quarterback situation I think they're they're really good there you know with with the depth and Ch- Jacoby Criswell I mean when I watch practice the ball didn't hit the ground I mean he, he th- throws the deep ball like KJ maybe even a little better than KJ Um and then I guess I just didn't think the tight ends would would be a strength but when I see Luke Haas you know he he makes me think you know he's not as tall as Hunter Henry but he's more the size like of a DJ Williams and The ball never touches the ground. He runs great seam routes. You know, he can turn his hips and reach back and snag it. And then uh, to to Slaw, I think it's Andrew, right? Andrew to Slaw? Isaac. Isaac to Slaw. Andrew, Um, I'm Sean. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you. And I saw him make a catch in practice where uh, there there were two guys on either side of him. He's going out of bounds. He reached back, and and he got... Ten fingertips on it. You know, didn't get it in his hands. You know, just fingertips. And usually, when some you get contact and you just get your fingertips, that ball just kind of you know goes through. His hands and fingers are so strong. He just snatched it to his body. What I Clay? And what that, I, that's that's a catch that you just don't see happen too often. And he makes those every day. And and everybody talks about how strong his hands are. So that part you know I'm we talked about offensive line and then I wanted to see the safeties and I think they've got five safeties that can play you will need that mean they ran out of safeties in the battle between Hudson Clark and Jaden Johnson Jaden Johnson's dropped about 10 or 12 pounds you know he just always was a step off in the past you know, in, in You know, like he missed tackles because he didn't quite get there. And you say, well, a guy made an arm tackle. Well, he's not any good. He was trying to tackle his arm. Well, he just didn't get there. You can't tackle with your arms. If you don't get there, that's what happened. Now he's square with everything because he's lighter and quicker. And we all know that Hudson Clark is going to do everything right. So I... You know, and then they've got uh, Walcott and Chavis at the other safety. I just mm-hmm. feel like they're better at safety than they've been you know, in a while. The last few years, they got to this point in, in the preseason, and they'd already lost two or three defensive backs. And they have it. They're, they're they've got the depth, and we'll just see if that holds up. If if they're still standing with all these guys uh, too deep on defense when they get to LSU. Now, Hudson and, and Jaden are kind of the opposite.
4: Jaden lost weight. Hudson had to put on weight. So That's right. Plug up holes a little bit. That's right. You were talking about Tesla. I always find it intriguing where a kid plays quarterback in high school like Isaac did, and then transitions to wide receiver in college, which he well, did at Hillsdale and now at Arkansas
8: because. Yeah. He, Go ahead. I was just going to say,
4: you know, not that you don't know roles as a wide receiver, but you just have a different vantage point, its perspective, when you have a quarterback
8: mentality in your background. Yeah, throughout history, there's the thing to watch, and it's the same thing in baseball. You know, most high school coaches, they're going to put their best guy at quarterback. Mm-hmm. And if you look through the history of Arkansas football, there have been a lot of All-Americans that were high school quarterbacks, but when they got to Arkansas, there were six or seven. and. You know, two or three were better than you, and they could throw it maybe a little better. And then all at once, they're they're starting to play other positions. You know, Cliff Powell, who, you know, was one of the great all-time Razorbacks middle linebacker. You know, played in the great shootout. He was a quarterback in the high school. Chuck Dykes was a quarterback in high school. Um, you know, it's the same thing in baseball, where Dave Van Horn he might sign in in a class every year six shortstops, and you think, well. Oh, he didn't need six shortstops. Yeah, you know they can play center field. They can play second base. They can play third base. They they can play uh, first base. I mean, you know it's it's you know, Peyton Stovall ended up playing first base, and he's a middle infielder. So, you sign quarterbacks. And they they they've learned the offense. They understand it. They're probably athletic, and just made. I mean, you know, Steve Atwater was a high school quarterback, ran the wishbone. That's what he thought he was going to do at Arkansas, and you know, he gets here, and there's two or three quarterbacks. I think one of them was Quinn Grovey, um, so he plays safety. So it's it's that's that happens a lot. Um, but a lot of times it's, uh, you know, they just disappear. They're like, well, all right, I'm going to go instead of, you know, they, they might go somewhere where they can play quarterback, you know, in a specific offense. But, yeah, he, he's he got the intellect and knows what's going on with his offense, learned it almost immediately. Dan Enos was, like, uh, really surprised how quickly he picked it up.
4: I did want to get into this conversation with Clay on the airwaves with us. The Ryder Cup team has been announced. Zach Johnson has selected Brooks Kepka, Colin Morikawa, Justin Thomas, Ricky Fowler, Jordan Spieth, and Sam Burns on the Ryder Cup team. Now, You guys are the golf guys. Is this a good team? We got a shot playing in outside of Rome. Later yeah, on I mean, this
8: fall, yeah. Go look at the other team; it's just as good. I Is mean, it? It's a, yeah, the one that everybody. I listened coming home uh, from Fayetteville last night. I listened to a PGA Tour radio and heard the extended town hall with Zach Johnson. And man, he he was defending the uh, you know the selection of uh, Justin Thomas because Justin has been like seventieth you know this year, but he's been terrific and there's this guy named Jordan Spieth that thinks that he and JT are like the Batman and Robin and they, you know, cannot be broken apart. And that's part of Ryder Cup, you know, that they, you pick teams as much as you pick individuals. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is an event that, you know, I think
2: players rise to the occasion. I mean, th- this is where legends are made, is in the Ryder Cup. And, yeah. uh, I, mean, I mean, I know there's, there's now golf in the Olympics, but this... This truly is the Olympics of golf. You
4: remember, when, you remember that scene? I, I don't remember the location. But when Justin Rose, they were doing that the, just putting before the round. And this this American was talking to Justin Rose mm-hmm. a little bit. And Justin puts $100 down and says, you can't make this putt. The American trots out there. He's wearing jeans and just a, a long sleeve. Drills the putt drills, but yeah. he's going nuts with Rory and Justin that, or the instance when Rory hit that long putt, and then, I don't like Patrick Reed, but then Patrick Reed follows it up. I just yeah. love I, the intensity, not that it's the most oh, yeah. intensity.
8: It's, I, well, it's just it, a lot of drama. Yeah. yeah.
2: I think it's awesome. Yeah. And, and everything's compacted. That's what I like about it. Is it's not hard to see all the golf.
8: Yeah. Match play, yeah. and, like, and um, you know, and we don't get to see that very often. There's only one tournament a year. And, and I, there were some people that were like, Sam Burns, yeah. Well, he won the match play event you want a guy that can play match play and you know he he's buddies with Scotty Scheffler. so that that explained that pick um the the you know the Kepka thing everybody's like well he, you know that's you know that's going to be some friction not the guy's love him. I mean it, they, the players you know the, the six guys that qualified you know they told Zach Johnson man if you don't pick you don't pick Brooks Keppa, you're not trying Kepka, you're not trying to win. And yeah, they want to win. And and what you want in the Ryder Cup is the pressure builds and builds and builds and there's some guys they get weak kneed and they can't draw the putter back. You want guys that can make putts under the clutch. And that's what that was the thing about JT. He's struggled with the putter in the last year, which has always been his strength. He's made great Putts in the clutch, you know. He did it with Tiger. He did it with you know with, with with Spieth. So we'll see. Does he have his putting game? When they're hollering at you, man, they didn't like caddyshake. They don't holler Noonan. <laughs> I mean, they they know they know who your wife is. They know mm-hmm. they know all that stuff. And uh, you know, and there's ten thousand around. And like you say, Tommy, it's compacted. Yeah. You know, it's you know the crowds are running. You know, they think okay, let's be polite. That's out the window. No, there's nothing you know, polite about the Yeah, this cup, is so. this is like this is like hey, we're playing golf in the Bronx in the subway. That's what it amounts Absolutely. to. Absolutely.
4: This podcast has been presented by Bet Online.
1: This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent